let's start. So, okay. I formally introduce myself. Uh, so, this is a well, the final edition of the Judison Talk Season 1. And we have Megha from iWikes. We actually had some, certain internet issues. So, we apologize for inconvenience to our viewers and everybody who is watching us. So, this is the final episode of the Judison Talks. And we really had six episodes, you know, physical and non physical online, in which we discussed various avenues of law and other fields. We discussed on fake news, social media, we discussed on uh, the scope of startups. We also discuss on the role of humanitarian entrepreneurship and how is it important to evolve the war culture of international law. Also, we talked about human rights and the scope of CX and artificial intelligence among law students. And then we thought that, you know, after covering human rights as an institutional idea, let's cover human rights in a more humanistic way, in, you know, something specific which is impressive. So I had a talk with Mehta someday informally and we decided to have a discussion, a positive discussion on child violence and understand its perspectives. So I'll now introduce Mehta and it would be great to So let's do it. So good evening, Mega, and it would be great if you could introduce yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So hi, everybody. I am Mega Bhatia and um, I'm the founder of ROI, it's a youth-led organization, and we work on child sexual abuse prevention as an issue. Uh, apart from that, I've done my master's uh, in human rights, specialization in human rights from University College of London. And uh, I've been a child rights activist, and I've volunteered with a lot of organizations like Save the Children, NSPCC. Uh, today, I am looking forward to have a conversation on child rights as an issue from an international perspective, because um, this is something which is very close to my heart and I strongly believe that um, being a youth or being an individual, we have a role to play uh, in ensuring that our children are safe and we have a safe childhood. So yeah, that's me and um, I'll be talking a lot about international laws related to children and their rights. Yes, so should I start now? Definitely. So let's take on the context. Why did we choose this topic and why is this so crucial? yet commonly known and why we should let's start okay. sure uh, so uh, yeah uh, you will be answering this why we chose this topic or you want me to answer this uh, I would be really happy if you could do this because I think this was a good idea from your side. And then I'll add my intention, what inspired me to actually put this forward. So, you know, that would be great. Yeah. Okay, great. I think the topic that we have chosen is international perspective on violations that our children are facing at an international level. Uh, I think this uh, topic is very important because um, when we talk about children, we see them almost every place and they are not just the future of our country, but they are the present also of uh, our country. Uh, so it is crucial that we ensure as individuals um, that they are safe and they are, they are in an environment where they grow as an individual. So uh, this topic is something which... Uh, is the need of the hour. Uh, I think that was that is one thing which really motivated us to choose this topic. Uh, so you can share your views on this, Abhi Arjun. 
sure uh my view on this was with regard to the idea of emotions and law so although it's very connected but what happens is that the role of subjective ideas which are very delicate and somewhere down the line not much touched sometimes they are isolated or untouchable in legal discourse and social discourse if not ethical much among judicial bodies much among administrative systems it happens so uh, that is the idea of emotions and law firstly kind of encouraged by aristotle if we get to the westphalia or european history in india the vedic history shows that emotions have a very important aspect of in you know in legal ethics diplomacy foreign policy and you know how sovereignty works but beyond emotions the thing is that the idea of empathy is very central these days and when we talk about and study the scope of international law related to child violence uh, the very important aspect we should understand is at the westphalian model and from which now we are in the model of american international law which is also being challenged by multipolarity of russia china and india these days the idea of child violence and disprotection not by principle at least but by purpose and practice might be diverted and that could happen when the commitments are to be adhered by western democracies who actually you know become the guardians of uh, international law and a rule based international order how they take care of women and children violence and you know how they resolve the issues how they make conditions better to uh, you know to attain international peace security that would be really impressive to think about yeah exactly uh, so to start with uh, we'll be covering a lot of issues and violations that children face uh, on a national level so i want to give a trigger warning uh, warning before starting this because uh, there might be some cases that i'll be sharing which um, are very sensitive and it might trigger uh, somebody's so uh, i just want to give a trigger warning before that so uh, should i start now with the entire explanation part definitely i think you know a very you know interesting yeah great so when we talk about child rights as a concept we should actually know who is the child when we talk about international level Uh, so uh, we have this instrument called as united nation convention on the rights of the child which specifically states that when we are referring to children uh, obviously children are cute they are uh, they are innocent they are kind but uh, in legal terms it is any person who is below the age of 18 years of age uh, so whenever we are referring to children we must be clear about the legal age of a child uh, but the idea behind child rights is uh, uh let let me take you uh, in the historical side of this uh initially when child rights came as a concept there was a lot of uh, arguments that children should not be given any rights and there are some authors who have also stated that a child's only remedy is to grow up that um, children should just grow up and they should not be provided with any rights because they are not mature enough to enjoy these rights or have these rights but uh, after the geneva declaration and after uncrc which specifically provided enormous rights to children it was actually a way forward that children also have rights uh, so uh, being a youth leader or if you are law students please uh, focus on that what kind of rights should be provided to children and do you think children should not there is there his name is halt he states that children should be given all the rights like they should be given rights to 
get into sexual intercourse they should be given right to even vote so it is a debate that how many rights should be given to children and how many rights should not be given to children uh but uh, specifically focusing on uncrc uh it is an international instrument and it has been signed by almost all the countries except one country so the uh, our, uh, i want to ask you abhivarjan uh, is there anybody who is joining us from facebook and are we live on facebook Yeah. So, also we are live. That's the good news. Okay. Great. So, the question uh, to all the people who are, who are joining us, do ponder over that which is that one country which has not ratified UNCRC. So, UNCRC is an international instrument which has been ratified by all the countries except one. I'll be answering this question in the last of this. Uh, conversation so actually uncrc we actually need to focus on four major principles that uncrc covers when we talk about children rights so uh, uncrc states that every child needs to have right to equality there was a case in canada in which a person a child who actually took kripan to the school and um, he said that it was a religious right and uh, i should be allowed to take kripan to the school um there is a lot of argument and there is a lot of controversy from the school side that it is a weapon and children should not be allowed to get kripan or they should not be allowed to wear hijab to the school so the child argued that it is my right to religion and it should be respected there was a controversy that do children have right to religion do children have right to equality and can a kripan be considered as a violent like as a weapon kind of a thing so after this case in canada the supreme court ruled out that children also have right to religion children also have right to profess their religion or their practices and they should be allowed to get kripan because it is part of its uh, it is part of the culture religion so uh, when we talk about child rights sometimes we ignore children also have rights but um, focusing on specifically on international law focusing on article 2 children have rights and have right to non discrimination they have freedom of religion uh moving on to violence so abhivarjan are you aware about any kind of violence that is happening with our children anything that comes to your mind okay well i am not a humanized person i am a technological person but hmm. uh, if we understand what is Okay, so I can continue with a uh, different type of violence that our children are facing in different countries. 
protect the rights of these children but there are times when children fail to raise their voice so adults we owe this duty to ensure that our children are safe uh, i remember in this us case the judge gave a judgment that i'm going to issue a judgment that um, in which i'll um, you will be in prison for 175 years and that judgment was uh, actually very powerful and i strongly believe that we need such powerful judgments uh, to ensure that the culprits are behind the law and share this case is i want uh, each one of you to be aware that sexual violence is not something uh, which is happening in india or which is happening in philippines it is happening in usa happening in every single country in our homes in our societies and it is important that despite having a law we as individuals need to take certain actions to ensure that our children are safe uh yes so moving on from sexual violence um is there any a point that you would like to mention abhivardhan regarding sexual violence yes uh actually i have been understanding very interesting and i appreciate that uh, with regard to sexual violence, what happens is that the element of justice is very important and the element of rationality is based in it but what we have seen in case of you know gender rights when just women rights or you know men rights what is very important these days is that first they are rationally okay the treatment by law and also these things sometimes lacks that kind of in a simple circumstance at once and that actually affect many yes the issues like and that has been very important so let's uh, understand that aspect it is even that could you name the text that you have mentioned because your voice was cutting stop so uh, that aspect i'm talking about diversifying different issues so for example there is a gender violence issue and we deal it by law but what happens is that uh, the very definitive stance the basis has been you know gender centric to one thing only it has been revolving around one thing which is different to others and for times it has not been institutionally changed it's not just a political problem or a social problem not just about consensus but by law also it has been very blind it has not getting a definitive role actually that's a problem currently if we go to for example transgender that's you know in many ways in india we have a problem by our legislations by our social understanding so beyond the common thing that for years we know that we have different gender people that's a natural reality but by law by social conscience and legitimation we have not been able to you know make it proper and you know strong enough to change our anthropological paths so you know that's it. so i would like to point out you have raised a very nice point i would like to point out that um, uh, when we talk about child sexual abuse you talk about you are talking about laws okay so we in india implemented uh, foxo act we actually made act specifically focusing on child sexual abuse because we had an international obligation under uncrc but in fact is amazing it talks about child sexual abuse it talks about laws it talks about child friendly provision but just having a law is not sufficient because 
even though there are child friendly yes. provisions but when it comes to implementation i have seen cases which um, uh of the refusing to file an fir children are re-traumatized after like by the questions that are asked by the police officers so uh, but the important thing is that there should be proper implementation of the laws people should be conscious their mindset needs to be changed regarding the problem like in in child sexual abuse cases 90% cases goes unreported because people don't feel like reporting even if there is a law so a lot of change needs to happen to the mindset of the people as well as having a strong law is very crucial uh, to take a step forward like um, like when you talk about lgbtq we really need to have more laws which talks about uh, like there was this i think uh, there was this bill which was passed uh, which was talking about sexual violence and they stated in that bill that uh, there should be lesser punishment there should just be a six month punishment to the culprit who abused a person who is uh, not a female or a not a male and there should be a six month punishment for that and for other people like who is a male or female the punishment varies to three years or sometimes life imprisonment so you cannot discriminate between um, people who are transgender or who people are from lgbt community and like basically children who are from lgbt community and children who are uh, male or female so we need to have strong laws it is like the first step and then the another step comes is that changing the mindset of the people and working on the implementation part yes Do, would you like okay. to add something uh yes definitely uh the needle here which actually comes between the clocks that actually show so what happens is that we have a standard scope of justifiability we have a fixed of our laws and not just the laws but the culture is yeah so often it is seen to criticism by political science or apolitical lines that uh, it's all just because of you know an archetype of a system but there can be controversial aspects because anything that we can law and history and what i see is any issue related to constitutional law in general of any country like the us you know the abortion issue of how president trump deals and some states are dealing with finally or how the gay rights issue is being dealt with we often just get that same problem that okay there are two sides okay we defend them and then it becomes yes or no or not so it's a very big problem and we must understand that the solutions are not generally based on merely regimented discourse or somewhere down the line where we do not intend to form somewhere along the line in a new liberal economic scenario we must not just be reactionary sometimes but not being reactionary we must be a vision think about the problem first that's actually the thing like that happening like uh, when tony blair was the prime minister of uk so and there was a time when the conservative party in the uk were not in favor of you know thinking for gay rights institutionalizing them but tony blair convinced both the conservative and the labor and now when very often in the uk election was trying Advocate gay rights, and you know, talking about the various issues. 
there's a very stark difference between both of the candidates. Tony was going to Tony made a consensus between them, and Jeremy would not need that whole chance to get advantage. So this happens. Regimenting and it's very easy. If you go to Chile, you go to South Africa, US, European Union countries, you see the situation is a bit different. Yeah. 
the first interesting field which is uh, technology there are many people many prodigies who work on the field sometimes they also face their own taboos people not take on their own yes in india we have a youth which is growing they have very good advantage japan lost it early china is losing it usa is losing it france is losing it but india is not right and yes. uh, what we have seen is that people of a good deal of age have tried to represent in many avenues like if you go to law for example uh, it's very impressive to see there's one person i don't remember her name she is just 22 somewhat she got her law completed she's pursuing a masters she was working with a common human rights initiative and she got opportunity at the united nations to become a legal advisor the sole legal advisor for a small country called maldives she's just 22 yeah. and this she started her mu journey yeah she went for a five year law and she just worked in a way of passion so uh, age does not matter and i think change will happen eventually change will happen because yeah it's it's going to it's a slow process but if you're working towards it with little steps get laws in place judiciary taking initiatives uh, it was ngos civil society organization uh, organizations taking initiatives it's like a it's so one person can bring a change but it's like it's more about bringing people together to work towards a better future a better nation that's what what matters i think so because just not single individual but bringing people from different caste culture religion together is the need of the art exactly and we yeah and we need to normalize the discourse and replenish the discourse sometimes people say okay let's have something different and normalize it done no normalizing means that you want to make peace somewhere down the line existent replenishing to if okay now we have the seed let's convert the seed into a tree let it grow let it get a chance because you know in a long term perspective things are very important in you know in case of a development of a child it's not just okay so in a generational manner india has still a lot of chance people are doing it uh, you know in semi urban and urban areas we hope that you know more participation happens and in a consequential way we get better solutions and you know india has a powerhouse for all of this we can really do it yes and actually i think youth can play a very important role in ensuring that children are safe and they can play a very crucial role in ensuring that their voices are heard by the society and they're not asked to be quiet about issues like violation sexual violence and they they should be the ones who should be speaking about these issues these uh, issues and taking their voices forward and moreover i think when we talk about child rights as an issue it is not a luxury that we are giving to our children oh ho but it is something which is a necessity and which belongs to them it is their human rights and it is our responsibility to ensure that every child gets these rights and it is not something which should be thought over but it should be provided to every child yes, yes. definitely the economic behind all of this is very crucial you know that's my excitement to see how
I think the economic side of it may be by practice and by uh, you know convergent application needs to be fixed because uh, this aspect of neoliberal economic theory stayed now since 1991, 1992. Children don't take away the generation. I'm not saying there are social solutions economically, but uh, the economic side of the development is just taken to the aspect of aid or just take it to the aspect of a kind of a cycle, a cycle development of a child that, okay, get into a profession or get into something, that's the thing. Um, we should see that economic development doesn't mean in that. It should make individual sustainability. And essentially, it must be for every person. What do you think on that? On, uh, sorry, could you please give me an example regarding this? Definitely. It's like uh, in the you know in the wake of globalization, we take okay. we we actually encourage children to get into professions or get into an opportunity as per their abilities and you know talents, however. And okay. there are scenarios where economic balance creates more opportunities. But for years, those same children, you know, whether the 1980s or the 1990s or the 2000s and now the 2010s, I should say. they mostly are given those kind of opportunities which are monotonous or mainstream but still very common in nature right we we encourage a culture since the nursery you know to till the classical and you know the university times to encourage diversity okay people learn different things people are encouraged by empathy but economically uh, what happens is that an influx for its specifics creates a lot of problems There has been a this has been a problem in every field now. Now we were talking about engineering years before. Now law is the next to suffer, and it has been already in other fields because diversification of opportunities is very less. And people think about it. They think, okay, how much money would they get? The thing is that they actually get more money by diversifying more opportunities. So I think that's the thing. What do you think? Are you talking about that children uh, are indulged into the same profession and they are not allowed to uh, go to different professions? Yes, I am talking about that skill development opportunities and not you know employment employment opportunities. I am talking about that. Are yeah. you talking in terms of children or talking in terms of people who are above eighteen? Okay, so I am yes. talking about that transition. Definitely, I am actually referring to the transition here. because you know generally children are given a transition okay you come to age of 18 and then you get getting other opportunities but in that transition we don't take care as to how channelize them like every stage is very important so i am talking about a transition okay uh, yeah. so when we talk about transition and when we talk about children in this term i think i have personally seen a lot of change in the school scenario obviously there is scope for improvement but A lot of schools are not just limited to okay, आपको you have to become an engineer or you should be taking a science subject because you want to become pursue hmm. this career. But there are schools which are opening different opportunities for children so that they can um, explore diversified diversified field. Like I was having a conversation with a program coordinator of one of the international schools, and she told me that uh, Megha, I want you to organize a one-year campaign for our children so that they can learn how social entrepreneurs work. how to get into this field of social entrepreneurship and do things which has an impact on the society so i think this 
thing which is uh, which was earlier there that a child is supposed to become an engineer because uh, you'll be paid well or you have to become a lawyer i think this thing is slightly changing in private schools and even in international schools that's very great um that's impressive i yes. hope that this happens in continuity and we really should hope for this because uh, i'm not taking a gender scenario yes because even if i talk to my nephew or I, my cousins they are not just limited to that i'm going to become a lawyer or i'm going to become a engineer hmm. they have their own own, uh, own fields in their mind that i'm going to become a photographer or i'm going to become a wildlife photographer so i don't think so it is any more limited to the scenarios that were earlier correct correct i agree so uh, now let's wrap up on some conclusions and now you know understand what we have this because there's a lot of things yes and yes. we got on economics we got on development we got on empathy we got on other aspects so yes. in conclusion we are not the arbitrators of finality but at least we are confident enough to say that the way we deal with our problems is all about the pragmatism and the courage to do i think that could be connected with children generally have that courage which is organic which is not common among people and yes. it's not artificially influenced i think what do you think yeah absolutely children are courageous they are strong and they are not their thought process is not filtered by the outside opinion they are what they are yes. and i think we should learn this from our children we should respect their thoughts we should respect their opinions and we should consider them as human beings that is the first step mm-hmm. and we should not underestimate their power as individuals and um, concluding it from whatever we have covered today uh, children do have rights and as individuals even though legislative steps are important as individuals we need to take that first step to ensure that children are uh there is a lot of hatred in the world there is a lot of happening to our children even if we have a conversation yes. right now there is sexual violence happening in some of the other country right now but what we can do as individuals is have a dream like uh, i remember martin 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 luther king said that i have a dream and uh, i strongly believe i have a dream where our children are safe and this can be fulfilled only when we work together as individuals when judiciary legislature or huge civil society organizations come together so that's how i'm concluding let's start with our own homes let's start with our own cousins and brothers and sisters to ensure that they are safe so um i think thank you so much for your interest mega it has been really a great time with you and we hope that we have more discussions on these issues and so we now end the final episode of the jilson talks i really had a very productive discussion we went a lot from one dimension to another really it's a pleasure and see you and thank you thank you thank you all the best thank you, thank you.